0: We follow the platinum rule, if you will. Don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them the way they want to be treated.
1: I'm Adam Connors from NetworkWise and your host of Who's Who in HR. Ask any successful CEO about the most important aspect of their company, and they'll inevitably answer their people. And who is it that's responsible for their people? It's human resources. In fact, HR is the backbone of any elite organization. They attract, develop, and engage top talent, progress culture, secure, and manage important benefit programs, make sure you're appropriately paid, protect the best interest of each employee and the company, and so much more that, quite frankly, often gets taken for granted. On Who's Who in HR, I'll have in-depth discussions with well-known human resource leaders who offer insights into who they are, how they got there, and the areas they support. During our conversation, these leaders will reveal beneficial industry advice and innovative trends in the HR space that's contributing to keeping the world's most successful companies at the top of their game. My next guest is Colleen Zanicki. She's the Senior Vice President of Human Resources at Pintegra. Colleen loves being a student of the world and is open to learning new things to better herself, her career, and her company. What do you say we dive right in? Okay. Colleen Zanicki, what do you say we rock and roll?
0: Yep, that's what we do.
1: (laughs) It is what we do. It is is what we do. (laughs) I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you being a good sport, especially going through Zoom, something that's uh, fairly new to both you and I.
0: Thank you for inviting me. As I told you, pre-conversation, I'm a little apprehensive, but I'm willing to give it a shot.
1: So <laughs> you're a good let's sport. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. We're going to do it and we're going to have some fun. That's uh, one of the things that I've, over the years, that I've really appreciated about you is your that good spirit of yours. And you always, no matter what we're doing, you always seem to, we always seem to get off the phone or every experience, at least I do, with a smile. Uh, I see no reason that this is going to be any different. All right. All right, so uh, we're going to start off with some rapid-fire questions. I want to give the audience a better opportunity to get a better feel for who you are. So hopefully, they okay. can get that have that same smile that I always do after speaking with you. Ready to rock? Ready. All right, introvert, extrovert, or would you consider yourself some like in between, like that centrovert ambivert?
0: All right, full disclosure. Yeah, I had to look it up. Never heard those two terms before. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, um, I think I can be a little bit of both of an introvert and an extrovert. And I used to be, I would say growing up, introvert, kept to myself, didn't speak up unless I was absolutely 100% sure I knew the right thing. Today, I have more of an extrovert going on. And I think that's just a matter of life experience and what
1: I do. That's so interesting. So you think that came with confidence or it just uh, evolution?
0: Uh, probably a little bit of both. I have a confidence today I didn't have in my younger self. I'm not afraid to try new things now.
1: Here we go. Case in point. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. My
0: very first podcast.
1: Uh, so, you know, it's really interesting because a lot of people that I've asked this question to would have or have said, that they started extrovert and have become more introverted. So you are the first person that I've spoken with that has gone the other way. Very interesting. All right. So what do you do, Colleen, to stay sharp physically?
0: Well, I really try to eat right. Yeah. Try to exercise. That's probably the one benefit of this whole lockdown thing is I make sure, like today I'm in my office, I come in like once a week, but from home I make sure midday I go outside and go for a walk. And then after dinner, I go for another walk. It's forcing me to get into a routine again with exercise. That helps me immensely to to stay sharp.
1: So important. On the mental side, what do you do? How do you Mm -hmm. stay sharp? (laughs) Mentally,
0: I try not to go up into my head alone because that's (laughs) like going to a bad neighborhood. I have to take someone with me, you know. But I like to read. Sometimes I do crosswords. Sometimes gardening. Gardening will do it because I just clear my head. Some people meditate. Me being like focused on something where I can see a, a difference right away really helps me.
1: You know, so it's really interesting you talk about meditation, and a lot of people think that you, in order to meditate, you've got to sit quietly in a room, and that's meditation. When, in fact, I was actually speaking with an expert in that field a few weeks back, and what he was telling me is that getting to a meditative state can come in a lot of different ways ways for some people it's being at a football game around the energy and that is your zen place some people it is sitting quietly some people it's being at a rock concert it's different mm. for everybody it's not just about what you think about you don't have to be some guru sitting in a certain position although that's just the no
0: point. no I, and for me that yeah I'm not one to sit still much unless I'm at a beach but for me it's just where I could clear my head and just be present in that moment concentrating on whatever it is and all the other junk is put to the side someplace you know yeah. that that could cloud my thoughts so for me that's a good way to meditate and sometimes it's gardening sometimes it's walking sometimes it as you well know it's at a rock concert
1: so. <laughs> yes indeed and what's the last concert you saw before things got a little crazy here
0: the last one i saw was get the Let out in uh richfield's was it richfield connecticut yeah it was in richfield in january
1: wait what venue i don't know of a big venue there
0: richfield playhouse it's not a big venue it's very much old school kind of like terrytown music hall or Worcester Capitol theater and it's run on donations.
1: yeah no i've been there it's an intimate that's an intimate place that's great Yes. All right, so let's start rolling into your background and what you do. If you don't mind, uh, g- give the audience an overview of your role and the main responsibilities that you hold.
0: Okay, so I oversee all of HR for Pentagra Services, Inc. We're a retirement company and located, headquartered in White Plains, New York. And when I say all of HR, it's everything from soup to nuts, uh, from the recruiting right through retirement, all the benefits, the hiring, the training, and everything that that entails, developing and implementing policies, programs, services, payroll. In addition, I oversee office services, procedures, and operations for all our locations. We have six throughout the United States. New York by far is our largest, because that's where we started. I always say my department does everything from toilet paper to death benefits. (laughs) And and who'd have sunk, right? Living in New York at this current time that procuring toilet paper has become one of the more difficult tasks that one can
1: come up with. But
0: but we're making it happen.
1: Yeah. How did you get into this field?
0: Total accident. I was 17 years old, graduated from high school. And my mother was like, well, what are you going to do with your life? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a paralegal. To this day, I'm not quite sure what a paralegal does. But my mother, in her good wisdom, said, talked to someone and said, well, I found out paralegal needs to have really good skills, business skills. So let's go look at this business school. Now, it's June of 1980. Here's my age, right? I go into the business school with my mother, just fresh out of high school, still 17 years old. Next thing I know, I was enrolled and I went. So I spent a year at this business school and then they send me on an interview when I graduate at General Foods Corporation and I ended up landing a job in the benefits department of General Foods headquarters in retiree benefits. So total accident, I ended up in a retirement benefit career. And uh, from there, it segued into an HR job years later after Kraft and General Foods were merged by Philip Morris. And I ended up in an HR department where I learned the other side of HR and ultimately ended up at Pentagra through, now, did, uh, through so knowing people.
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I am not surprised. And didn't you just uh, have a milestone celebration at Pentagra?
0: Yep, 25 years in January. Wow,
1: when do you see that? When was the last time you saw somebody, when you saw a resume, was someone being at the same organization for that amount of time?
0: Oh, it's rare. It's rare now.
1: Yeah, what do you attribute that to?
0: Fortunate that I was able to work for an organization that allowed me to grow. Uh, yeah. When I came here, I was a HR administrator. I supported the avp of hr and it was her and i we had 68 employees today we have 260 in six locations Mm. so the people here definitely is why i stayed i kept growing with the company and uh i'm not the longest working person here there's people here longer than me
1: So are you attributing more that to the organization itself or how much would you say is organization versus the individual that's kept not just yourself, but I guess other people in the organization with the company?
0: It's definitely a combination. Personally, it worked out well for me to be here. I was able to finish school at a time in my life where it was critical that I do that and obtain my degree. I was close enough to be able to be around from my kids because it was local to where I lived. And if I had to run out at some off time a day, it wasn't a big problem. I was able to take care of a very ill spouse. And the company really just stood behind me, as we do with anyone else that works here.
1: That's great. So you've grown, you started in an administrative capacity and obviously now running the show from the HR. And it sounds like from a facility standpoint also, do you have mm-hmm. an area in particular of expertise?
0: Well, benefits has always been my strong suit because that's where I had grown. I came from retiree benefits. I ended up working for a benefit consulting company prior to this company, in the HR capacity. Then I ended up working here for a retirement benefit company. So it helped me a lot in my role because I understood what our company did, helped me with recruiting and benefit design implementation with my strong suits. I came in HR through the back door, I, I always say.
1: you? In your tenure, what's the best skill set that you have acquired that you feel that has led to your success? Is it the knowledge itself of, say, benefits or recruiting? Is it the relationships that you've developed? Is it just the fact that you've just got this Puritan work ethic? What would you say it is?
0: My best skill set? Yeah. It may not be a skill set, but I definitely had to really learn it becoming teachable and staying that way.
1: That's a great answer. Can, you mind expanding on that? Because I think that's, well, a, that's something like you said, that's not most people would have given. Well, you
0: know, there would have been a time where I would have said, okay, like somebody would tell me I had to do something or whatever. I'd be like, all right. And act like I knew it all, right? And then have to spin my wheels to try and make it happen. And now I will still say, okay. I'll do this, but I need to figure out how and let them know I need to learn how, find the people to help me and make it happen. And I also remember another skill um, is to pause and not go with my first reaction. Let's say you say something to me and my gut's telling me, bam, this is my reaction. I have to pause and go with my second reaction. It may be the first as my first it may be the same as my first thought. But I have to go with the second thought just mm. to check myself because uh, reacting, I don't react the way I used to either. So those are my two big things, being touchable and pausing.
1: That's a great response. And what do they say that life is uh, 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it? <laughs> so yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. And, and at what point you know is that something that you've recently learned? Is this something that was there an epiphany that happened that that
0: it took a lot of years? <laughs> I have a network of people outside of my my work, in my personal life who've had similar life experiences as I have had, and I spend time talking with them. I pick up little tips, <laughs> what helps them get through a day? What helps mm-hmm. me get through a day? And that uh, often. That's it. We talk about halt a lot. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Check mm. those four things and see see how you're reacting and make sure you're not hungry. Make sure you're not angry. Make sure you're not lonely. And definitely make sure you get some rest.
1: That's good advice. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a different person when I'm hangry, which is the... Uh, yep.
0: You know, Absolutely. <laughs>
1: you know, that's the worst. Now you talked about a network. You are, uh, have a good way about you. How has the relationship or your skill in being able to build and establish relationships helped with your career?
0: Oh, immensely, immensely. I got the job I had, my opportunity to come to Pentagro was because I stayed in touch with people I had worked with at a former company that was purchased by Aon. And then when they were looking for somebody, I got a call. And it was like a dream comes true. I'll never forget that day. I was working for this company, and it was a good job, but it wasn't ideal. I had a, I had two tiny kids, and the commute was a bit of a pain in the butt. And I got the call, and I remember the kids running around the house. I'm trying to be really calm and collected, and I came in for the interview, and I got the job because I knew people gotcha. that you know, gave me the opportunity to even get my foot in the door to interview. And I'm still here 25 years later, and I started as an administrative capacity, and now I'm a senior VP. So I think it's
1: crucial to know people. And then how have these relationship skills served you just in the job that you have today?
0: Well, one of the people who was instrumental in getting me this opportunity is probably the reason I continued to pursue education. Hmm. She encouraged me. She told me... You know, I came, I didn't have an undergrad degree. I had some education, I had work experience. She told me, if you want to get to where I am and beyond, you're going to need to keep going. And I said, you know, I got two small kids. I have a sick spouse. I don't know how I'm going to do this. She goes, you'll figure it out. She (laughs) said, but do the Swiss cheese theory, little piece at a time, and you'll get there. So that's what I did. And I did home study and she encouraged it. She said, the company will help pay for any coursework that's directly related to your job. And I got my degree and I kept moving, but it was her encouragement that moved it along and other people like her.
1: And you still to this day, I mean, you're continually, I know that you're a a SHRM member, right? You're a member of SHRM?
0: A member of SHRM, yeah. yeah, I sit on a few things. I'm a member of SHRM and HRCI. I'm a member of the Business Council of Westchester Human Resources Council. I'm a member of the HR Roundtable started by David Lewis in Operation Zinc, and, Inc. and um, I try to stay abreast of what's going on and to contribute. Our company participates with Volunteer New York, so we meet a lot of people through that, and we give back that way as an organization and personally it helps to do things like that make a difference for people
1: yeah so you've continued that also you're recently a uh, network wise certified
0: yes yep that's my <laughs> most recent certification so yes. thank you
1: yeah, you're okay. <laughs> you've, you just continued to just make yourself better and now is that coming back to that i don't know if she was a mentor to you or who you recently referenced Or is this just something now that you've just, were you doing it, I guess, professionally or are you, you're now doing it because you enjoy this continued learning?
0: Well, I think it's a little bit of both, but there's a lot more focus on HR now than there used to be in an organization. We're not just the the people that enforce the rules and chase you down. So, you know, when used to always be when they saw I was calling. Um, Oh, what does she want? Oh, somebody must have done something wrong. You know, (laughs) HR gets a bad rap sometimes, but now there's a focus on strategic HR. So I really try to find out as much as I can about what's going on in the world, what's going on in the HR world and how I could bring that back in to the company to help make us better, to help strengthen our human capital and Improve our employee morale. Happy employees are productive employees, and they won't leave you. I'd bring those things back too.
1: So it's really interesting that that's been a theme in the CHROs that I've been speaking with. That have echoed similar sentiments to what you've just said about how it used to be kind of considered the green-haired stepchild, and now it's becoming more of the forefront of. Uh, organizational strategy. So it's really interesting to see that. And this is talking from CHRs from a pharmaceutical company, a a retail company. I've talked to a media organization, financial services. They're all saying the exact same thing. I'd love to get your take on, you know, we've seen what it was and now it's evolution. Where do you see the future of human resources within an organization?
0: Well, I think human resources is critical in the future of any organization. We need to make sure we're compliant with all of the legislation that has morphed over the last few years with well-known claims and lawsuits and discrimination. And I need to protect the employees and I need to protect the company. Mm. And you can't just sweep things under the rug anymore. You need to practice what you preach, if you will, walk the talk, and we put in a bunch of fundamentals, if you will, that we require all our employees to live by. And we call it the Pentegral Way. And we did this oh, about a year ago or so, year and a half ago. We rolled it out. And every week, we focus on one of our fundamentals. Every week, there's a little quiz about it. It's mandatory. And we tied it into our performance appraisals to be sure that people are treating people the way they deserve to be treated. We follow the platinum rule, if you will. Don't treat people the way you wanna be treated, treat them the way they wanna be treated. And HR is key in that, and I think more CEOs are realizing the importance, and that's where it, it comes down to. You know, Where I am, I'm lucky enough to know that our CEO recognizes the value of the people and how they feel makes a huge difference and how they're treated makes a huge difference and by allowing the senior members of the senior team partnering with HR and you know I've just seen HR change dramatically in the last 20 years I'd say even more so in the last eight to ten and I see it getting a bigger value in the workplace and in society and it'll probably even start to show in the uh salary demands at some point, but it's really grown into a field that people really want to be part of now again.
1: Yeah. You know, what's really interesting too. I, I've got a lot of friends in the um, private equity space and a couple of conversations have come up with people that buy lots of companies and put them together. And they are always looking for top HR talent because you know, it's so important when you're putting cultures together. Not just from an evaluating of the organization, because there's a lot of other moving parts, especially the bigger, the larger company gets. I'm sure Pentegra, what it was when it was 68 employees versus the 250 plus that you talked about today, that's changed. So it's really interesting to just see that because I do echo your sentiments in terms of, especially from the business standpoint, where they would have looked at HR in one capacity. And today it's viewed in a completely different light. And again, like I said, it's interesting to see the consistent feedback that I'm hearing from different industries as well. Let me ask you this. Who's had the biggest, you know, I guess outside of your family, who's had the biggest impact on your career?
0: So many people have touched it in so many ways. But I'm going to say probably my former boss, Margaret. She was huge. She was not an easy person to work for. Mm-hmm. At times, I was very frustrated by her, but she was smart. She was so smart, and she's the one who really gave me a push, and I remember her telling me, if you want to have a job like mine one day, you're going to need to do blah, 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 and I remember I said to her, I said, I'm, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I don't I don't know that I want your job, <laughs> and that didn't stay that way for long, you know, when you find yourself, you know, I was young. I was very young then, but life changes your mind on a lot of things. And uh, so she was used. And then some of the other people that I've worked with over the years, just their honesty mm. you know, and their feedback and being open to it. But she's probably the one who gave me my biggest push initially.
1: That's great. So what would be the best advice that you would have for people that are in the field of HR right now? whether they're just getting into it or maybe they're even, you know, midway through their careers, what advice would you share with them?
0: I think to stay updated on all the legislation that's happening because it impacts everything. They pass some kind of a law in California or if you're not updated, make sure you have people who are. Cause the last thing you want to do is violate somebody's rights because you're going to put yourself in trouble and your company in trouble and you're not going to give the employee the best experience and the proper treatment. So I think a lot of people fall short on that. They just kind of wing it.
1: That's awesome advice. And actually, again, it's one that I haven't heard yet. <laughs> <So> I, <laughs> I knew that you'd bring something different to the table. Colleen, this has been awesome. I really appreciate the time that you've carved out. Appreciate you coming into the office on a day where uh, the weather wasn't nice. (laughs) We've got some crazy times out there. So I really appreciate uh, you, your insights, and your time. And uh, unless there's anything you'd like to add, uh, I'd like to let you go for the day.
0: Actually, I have a question for you.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Go for it.
0: What are you finding to be your biggest challenge today? Today doesn't have to be work-related. It could be anything. What is it?
1: The biggest challenge for me right now is I have an organization that is all about educating people on what it really means to network. And most people really have a false understanding of what that is. And what I've come to realize quickly is when they really get what it is that it's about giving – and that it's about helping and just carving out a little extra time to get to know people that their perspective changes because otherwise people think that networking is about getting and they only network when they need something. And that right. is completely upside down from what it's truly about. And I've had a lot of people that say, oh, I hate people and, and they don't. That makes me feel sad because it, no one hates people They don't hate people, but they just don't like people that they haven't been able to connect with because you just don't hate people. (laughs) It's just not, we're tribal. We need other people, even if you are the biggest introvert. So, the biggest challenge that I have is originally getting people to understand what it truly is. And once they get that, and then they want to, what happens is the light goes on, and then people want to, well, how can I get better at it? Because they see all of the benefits of having these relationships especially in times like what we're going through now where people need others, even if it's just to talk, just to vent about what they're dealing with. So that someone to empathize with, or if they need help, if they need toilet paper, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever it might be, there are so many, it's not just good for just getting a job or it's not just good. It's not just about sales. There are so it's about your health, your mental health. It's crazy. So yeah,
0: or you need
1: the, a referral for a good rock band, right? Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> no, well, that, 100%, 100% exactly. because you can't trust what you're going to read on Google or you look online, if you, that's your friend, that's a lonely place to be because you're going to read about a band Then maybe that band had a little more money and they paid to get the reviews up and then that's a false, that's just wrong as opposed mm-hmm. to if you have good relationships, those are gonna be the people that you trust. So I know if you give me a good rock band recommendation. Actually you've given me a couple. And one I referred to friend for his wedding. So had I looked them up, they would have just looked like anyone else. So I know I just kind of went on a little bit of a diatribe, but I really thank you for asking that question.
0: Yeah. Well it's your podcast we got to hear from you.
1: <laughs> it's good stuff. Oh Colleen always again here I got a big smile. I'm ear to ear which is uh, just like every other conversation we ever had. <laughs> so, oh man, I'm excited to get this out to the world. And I hope everyone that has listened has walked away with some golden nuggets like I have. So uh, unless All right. well, thank no- you
0: very much for the opportunity to be on your podcast. And uh, I, now I could write this down as another first experience.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, you're fantastic. You make it a great day. Many thanks for listening to Who's Who in HR. If you're looking to connect with more top-level HR professionals, be sure to log on to NetworkWise.com to find out how you could be part of an HR mastermind group. Also, subscribe to our newsletter to stay up-to-date on everything happening with NetworkWise. In the interim, make it a great day and remember to always NetworkWise.